Cicadas lay eggs in the park, come out after dark daily. Oh, cicadas, they live in the trees, attract mates with ease with their drones, with their drones. Welcome to Around the Turf Scene. I'm your host, Rusty Stackowitz, and this is a very special little snippet that we had from a previous interview. Every once in a while, we end up going a little long or asking questions we can't fit into our regular podcast, and this is one of them. We're going to do a callback to a visit with Nikki Hendrickson, and we're going to actually talk about the periodical cicadas, so enjoy. You're an entomologist. I know you. I know you're very excited for this year. Because it's root X. root X of the of the cicadas. So explain what that means and what we should expect. So, um, brood X, the periodical cicada, the seventeen year cicada. So you think about that life cycle. That nymph has been feeding on tree roots for seventeen years. It is the longest living insect out there. 17 years, it's been underground feeding, and brood X is the largest mass emergence of of the periodical cicada that we have um, in the U.S. It, it is it is a big brood. So I actually had to look this up when for when the emerge when to expect emergence because you know I always you think of your annual cicadas. So the annual cicada are the big green ones that we see, you know, every summer. And I, like, I always know it's summer when I start hearing that first cicada. They call it the dog day cicada. It's the dog days of summer, you know, July when it starts getting hot. The uh, the periodical cicada will come out uh, probably sometime in May. So it's it's more soil related. And I, I, I looked it up and I wanted to say it was like somewhere around 67 degrees when that soil temperature is going to hit 67 is when they're going to start coming up out of the ground. It is going to be really, really loud. <laughs> and you will see cicadas everywhere. <laughs> and these are the and red ones. The red ones. Okay. And so for those people who haven't lived through it before or, or haven't paid attention um, do they cause any damage? Should we worry about them on that aspect? So they, the, what happens, the, the females actually have kind of a little saw sort of on the end. They, they've got their ovipositor and they shove it into, um, soft branches of trees. So typically smaller tips and, and stuff on trees, um, they'll lay their eggs. A lot of times those branches will fall off. Or and then they'll hatch when they're on the ground, or the when they hatch, they the nymphs fall to the ground and then burrow underground. So you can get some damage on um, on trees for the most part. In on our bigger trees, we kind of call it natural pruning. If they if there's enough of them that lay eggs and you get some tip death, you know what? Natural pruning, we don't worry about it. The only place that might be really of a concern 
are on um, maybe in nurseries with really small trees. But honestly, there's not a whole lot that we're going, going to be able to do about that. Now, what they do when they emerge, it almost looks like little mini molehills, you know, or like crawdad holes. You'll have a little mud tube that comes out of the ground. Um, you will see a lot of those um, around the base of trees this year, maybe even out in some lawns, if, you know, just depending on how far that root, root systems of a tree expands well past the drip line of that tree. <laughs> right, for so sure. Remember that. <laughs> for sure. So there's been a, a huge increase throughout the Midwest in the last few years of the cicada-killing wasp. Should we expect more of those wasps because there's this big brood of cicadas out there? No. Um, I have a feeling that people will think that just because we have the periodical cicadas, they'll be more on the lookout for the cicada or wasp. And it's just kind of a perception thing like, oh, man, there are definitely more of these there this year. But the cicada killer wasp only feed on the annual cicadas. Um, for those things to exist, they they need a steady diet. They they need a for sure diet every year, and they only feed on that annual cicada. So, if you know if you get more complaints about them this year, whether because I know guys have had them in the bunkers, um, a lot of times people will see them out in the yard and they'll just they'll be kind of guarding their zone. But um, you know it. It's really going to be a perception thing. People think they see more because they are seeing these periodical cicadas. They're going to be on the lookout for them more. But there's no correlation whatsoever. Well, since we're on it, in general, should we be concerned as humans about the cicada-killing wasp? Is it a problem for us? Not really. Um, Don't try to grab them with your bare hand. (laughs) Don't be that person. But really, they're... They're solitary wasp, and like I've got a whole talk on solitary wasp, social wasp. Um, your social wasp are your paper wasp, much more likely to sting than solitary wasp. Your solitary wasp are your mud wasp, and and your for in this instance, your ground dwelling. I mean, they're going to have a mud cavity, unlike the uh, yellow jackets, which can be underground, but they have a paper cavity underneath the ground. So. These are solitary wasps. You can, if you walk through an area where you see, you know, there might be 10 or 20 of them, you know, hovering over the ground. You can walk through there. They will not sting you. You try to handle them. They, they can sting then. At least the females can. Um, and it can pack quite a punch if, if you do that. But for the most part, you leave them alone and they will absolutely leave you alone. Fantastic. Thank you very much. I think I think that's all we've got for today. I appreciate your time very much and uh, have a great summer. I'll, I'll wait for that buzz of the cicadas to know that it's the dog days. Yes. Well, they might get drowned out this year from those darn periodicals. I'm, I'm trying to remember when uh, back in 2004 would have been the last time we had this this brood. And I was a landscaper and uh or at least I worked for a landscaping company. I was an applicator, but I worked for a landscape company and I just, for, for several months, like it was just absolutely deafening. 
um, the sound. And then when they started to die, they died off in mass. And there were neighborhoods that just, oh, it smelled like death. It was horrible. So uh, I don't know if we'll hear a lot of the the initial summer drones of that that annual cicada. I'll have to look for the fireflies. That's always another sign to me that it's summer. Okay. Fireflies. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Around the Turf Scene. I hope you enjoyed our little bonus episode about cicadas. Around the Turf Scene is a production of Xylem Marketing.